0: Here we will say, bo'khetov. It will be Swiss this morning. Here from the Manal, person who runs Landers. Everybody knows what Landers is. Landers is uh, the top program in America uh, where a person can be in a, emerge in the yeshiva environment and also do secular studies. I think that basically says it. Alright, Sunshine is the Manal who runs the runs. He's here visiting Talmud and etc. So he thought it was a great opportunity to have him speak. Besides that, he was also a Rebbe many years in Waterbury. Which part of the issue, together with Rabbi Kalish or a different part? Or? Depends which year, but which year. So you know, what very yeah, you appreciate that. Uh, Sunshine has a has a uh, very wide range of activities. Also, Robin Robin Ashul, so it's a big plus for us to have someone who has Yishtal uh, Shkolis so like that come share some Torah with us. So I apologize. I was supposed to be here 15 minutes ago. We got uh, we got delayed. The reason that I make it a point to apologize is because it's important to me that you know that your time is very very valuable to me, and I'm very very machshiv that you're taking time out that we could talk to Raitaira together. Yes. So so I apologize for that. There's a fascinating. There's two fascinating Balaturams that I want to talk about and then maybe see what they have to do with us areas where they can be relevant in our lives one of them has to do with Parshas Tetzave they're both related to Parshas Tetzave um, Parshas Tetzave, as you may know is the only Parsha from Parsha Shemais until the end of the Torah that doesn't have Moshe Rabbeinu's name in it and that's a glaring omission. Especially since the first words in Parshas Tetzaveh are, and you should command. The act and you should command. And the you is Moshe. So the whole Parshas begins with addressing Moshe and Moshe speaking to Klal Yisrael. And yet, there's not, not a mention of Moshe Rabbeinu in the entire parsha. It doesn't say his name. So the Balaturim says that Moshe's name is not mentioned because we have a rule that when a Chacham says something negative, even if the reason that he said it is not applicable, there's going to be some manifestation of the words that he said. Killalas Chacham afilo al And Moshe Rabbeinu in Pashas Kisisa, by the eagle, by the golden calf, Moshe Rabbeinu told Hashem, Forgive Klali Yisrael. And if you won't forgive Klal Yisrael, erase me from the Sefer Torah. Now Hashem did forgive Klal Yisrael, and Moshe Rabbeinu was not erased from the Sefer Torah. But since he said those words, erase me. There's one parsha in the Torah where Moshe Rabbeinu is erased, and that's Parshas Tetzave. Now, we take a step back. It's important important when we learn Chumash, and when we learn Medrash, and when we learn Rashi, it's important that we be honest with ourselves about how the words of the Torah, the words of the Medrash hit us. Because if we put our own feelings and thoughts aside, and we don't take that into account as we're learning, we become divorced from our learning. And when I learn a Balaturim like that, it 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 it's disturbing to me. Moshe Rabbeinu said words that are the ultimate of sacrifice, the ultimate words of Monsieur Nefesh. Hashem, not for himself, just because he loved us, and out of his love for us, he said, "Hashem, forgive Klal Yisrael." And if not for and 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 and, and if you're not going to forgive Klal Yisrael, there's no reason for my existence. I have no reason to exist. And what's his reward for saying that? I think his name should be paraded in any possible empty space in the entire universe. I think there should be the most incredible, I think there should be banners for Moshe Rabbeinu, which the whole Torah is a banner for Moshe Rabbeinu. The result is that his name is removed from a parsha. That's what his sacrifice for Klal Yisrael causes? Now there's a clue, and it's important to notice these clues. There's a clue that this was not a punishment. There is a clue, and the clue is that which parsha did Moshe Rabbeinu say erase me? The parsha of the Egel, parsha's Kisisa, next week's parsha. Which parsha is Moshe Rabbeinu erased? Parshas Tetzaveh, this week's Pasha. Could someone explain to me why the punishment comes before the events that caused that punishment? So there seems to be some hint here that this is not just a reaction, a punishment to Moshe Rabbeinu, but this is something deeper, this is some deeper statement about Moshe Rabbeinu. There's something here to take note of about Moshe Rabbeinu. And it's not merely like we would find in other areas of the Torah that someone does something wrong and HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds in a, in, in, in a way of punishment, in a way of Midas Adin. Okay, so if it's not a punishment, then what is it? You know, if you went to a dinner and you had been very, very helpful in that fundraiser, or that campaign, or that whatever it was, and your name was on the list of thank yous. And right before the dinner, the MC took out a pen and crossed your name out, you wouldn't be like, oh, thank you very much. You would not do that. Of course, we, we want the recognition. And yet, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is completely, completely missing in Parashas Tetzaveh. I think it was Reptzadok Me' MeLublin. I think it was Reb Tzadik and Sefer Preet Sadik that brings this Bala Turim. And he says something astonishing. He says that our goal in this world is to be completely enveloped in the will of Hashem. To be a completely perfect conduit of the will of Hashem. And the greatest compliment and the ultimate achievement the crowning achievement of the life of Moshe Rabbeinu is that when Moshe Rabbeinu does his work, there's no Moshe, there's just an extension of Hashem. There's not a nuance, not an ounce, not a thought, not a deviation, not a word that's not directly implementing the will of Hashem. And the way that the Torah transmits to us, that there was no Moshe, Moshe had reached the point, he was so humble and so pure, and so given over to his job in this world, that there was no but, okay, look, you know, I have to take some time for myself. Or, or like we think, but what about me? Or where do I fit in? There was none of that. There was just, you know what I am? I am my mission. I am by shlichus. I am the reason I came into this world. That's what I am. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to teach us that level of Moshe Rabbeinu's Avedah, he made one parsha in the Torah, that's so pure, that there's no Moshe Rabbeinu, it's just Hashem straight to us. How did Moshe Rabbeinu achieve that unbelievable achievement? He told Hashem, erase me from the Sefer Torah. I am nothing without the reason I am here. I am here to be a servant and a conduit between Hashem and Klal Yisrael. And if you're going to destroy Klal Yisrael, there is no Moshe. And when Hashem said that, when Moshe said that, Hashem said, "Really? There's no Moshe?" Okay, that's a new level. That's a level where I could create a parsha in the Torah where there's no Moshe. Okay, but still, why here? Why this Parsha? It's true, it's the Parsha right before Parsha's Kisisa, but why here? Why in Parsha's Tetzave? Why is that the place where Moshe Rabbeinu's name is missing? So there's another Balaturim and this Balaturim is in Parsha's Beresh and it's also about our Parsha the Balaturim describes that as we know when Adam Arishan was created he was not wearing clothing and as soon as he did his chayit as soon as he sinned he suddenly had, had some kind of awareness of his own body and he felt a certain shame, and he immediately covered himself. And then the Pasuk says, afterwards, that HaKadosh Baruch made clothing for Adam and dressed him. And we miss that sometimes. HaShem dressed Adam like a mother dresses her baby. Vayas HaShem alekim, Adam HaShem made for Adam and his wife Cosnois Ur, clothing, shirts of Ur, of, of skin, of leather, Vayal Vishem, and he dressed them. And the Balaturim says that the word Vayal Vishem appears twice in the Torah. Once when Hashem was dressing Adam, and the second one when the Aaron and the Kehanim were being dressed with their Big Day kauna for the first time. And he dressed them when Moshe Rabbeinu gave Aaron and his sons the big day kahuna for the first time. And the Balaturim says, you see that the clothing that Adam wore back then, on the beginning of creation, were big day kahuna. Well, that's a surprise. Not only that, he says, if you count the words in the Pasuk, it's eight words, which corresponds to the eight articles of clothing that the Kain Gadol wore. Clothing of the Kayengado Gadol, Adam clothing. What is the? They're both clothing, but what is the? What is the connection between those two things? every hint in the Torah, every connection that's made, every diuk, every word of Chazal is deeper than we could imagine. There's no coincidences, there's no, well, it's kind of the same thing, there's no, like, it's not poetry. Everything is exactly, the Torah is perfect. And if the Balaturim points out that in the entire Torah, the only two places that that word is used is when Adam Harishan was dressed in his clothing, And when Aaron HaKoyin was dressed in his clothing, there must be a profound connection between those two things. What happened? Adam was created without clothing. Clothing was not necessary. And as soon as he did his Avera, as soon as he ate from the eight sardas, suddenly clothing became a necessity. So the Sfarim explained... That, of course Adam had clothing. The moment that he was created, him and Chava had clothing. It was a beautiful creation of Adam and his clothing. Do you know what the clothing of Adam were? His body was his clothing. Adam was created, was a neshama. And Chava was a neshama. A beautiful, beautiful, powerful, holy neshama. And Hashem dressed that neshama in a body that was able to express and execute the mission of the neshama together with Him. But that shedach, let's call it, between Adam's neshama and Adam's body was only perfect as long as the body and the neshama had the same agenda. As long as they had the same mission. As long as they were both drawn to Hashem and they both wanted to do Hashem's mission. But the moment that Adam Arishan ate from the Eight Sadas, what happened was the Ramban tells us the moment Adam ate from the Eight Sadas, suddenly Adam Arishan felt in his body a pull towards the pleasures of this world. Suddenly, besides for his mission to serve Hashem, there began a little bit of a pull to, what about me? What about my enjoyment? What about my recognition? What about what I want? That, and there started to be a, a period, of separation between what his neshama wanted and what his body wanted. By the way, we're, we're very familiar with that separation. It's a separation that we live with. Our neshamas... They only want to be close to Hashem. That's all. That's the entire agenda of our I just want to be close to Hashem. We have this lower part of us that's more confused. And sometimes, like the Messiah el says, sometimes it feels like we're in the middle of a milchama chazaka, to use the words of the, the Messiah el We're in the middle of a difficult conflict where our bodies... Our, our, our impulses, our desires, our, 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 what we, what we perceive as our emotional needs seem to be pulling in one direction and our idealism and our will to be close to Hashem and our desire for Hashem seems to be pulling in another direction. When that happened, the clothing of Adam became inappropriate for him. And at that point he started to feel shame from his body. Because his body had taken on a life of its own. And like everything it needed to be clothed. So Adam quickly grabbed some leaves. ale Te'ena. He quickly grabbed some leaves to cover himself. Because he was so ashamed of what he had done to his body. His body had been a vehicle of serving Hashem. And he turned it into a vehicle of self-gratification. But Hashem was not finished with Adam. It's amazing. It's amazing that the Gemara tells us that Ur, Kasnais Ur are clothing of hides, clothing of leather. But the Gemara tells us that in Rebbe Meir Sefer Torah, it said the word ur. Ur is spelled ayin vavresh. That's ur. In Meir Sefer Torah, it said ur with an aleph. Aleph vavresh. That Hashem made clothing of light for Adam. Like vayihi ur. What? It, was, it, was, it, was it lowly clothing or was it light? So the Mefarshim explain. That when Hashem dressed Adam, when Hashem made clothes, Adam was covered already. He had his Alei he was already covered. But when Hashem formed clothing for Adam, and Hashem said, Adam, I have not given up on you. I am not disgusted from you. I do not reject you. Rather, I am going to clothe you in clothing that I made. And I'm going to honor not who you are today necessarily, but who you can become. I'm going to lift you up and enclose you in clothing of honor and glory. Not just clothing that cover your nakedness. Oh, then, la adam la'adam al'ishdei er. Remeir says, that, yeah, those may have been clothing, but they're clothing of light. They're clothing of potential. They're clothing of neshama. Now, Klal Yisrael went through a very similar process. Klal Yisrael stood by Harsinai. They had rid themselves completely of every vestige of physicality. The Gemara says in Shabbos and Afpeches, Paska Zu Hamasa, all of the negativity, all of the poison, all of the the filth of Avera had been gone, was gone, and they stood there pure in front of Hashem. And then what happened? And then they did the Egel. And they fell once again into that struggle. And that struggle between good and bad. Between for Hashem and for me. And the Mishkan, the Mishkan which served as the way of bringing about our Kapara, the the Mishkan that serves as the way of bringing us back to Hashem, after the Egel, had in it kaihanim, And those kaihanim. Are like the Adam Harishan of uh, you know version two, Adam Harishan two They were all they were also people that had gone through that perfection, that failure, and then Hakadosh Baruch Hu was saying no, but I believe in you, and I believe in who you could be, and I believe in your ability to become something, and I'm going to give you special clothing. And those clothing are not just to cover you. Those clothing are to honor you. The Asisa Big Day the says in Passock you will make holy clothing with mm-hmm. for honor and for glory. And that's the parallel between the clothing of the Kayin Gadol and the clothing of Adam Arishai. And when Moshe Rabbeinu expressed his unbelievable sacrifice showing that there was no me left in Amazhah. He was just purely head to toe, body and soul beginning to end. He was just, I am here to serve Hashem. The place to express that is in the place of the restoration of the perfection of man, which is when the Kayan puts on his big day, Kahuna. This is something for us to think about. You know, as a... I like very much what I'm speaking, even though we don't know each other, except for Ellie. But we, we don't know each other. But... if I can't be vulnerable and transparent when I'm speaking, then I, I feel like there's no point. So I'll tell you. As a Rebbe and as a Rav, there are many things that... We have easier because we have a certain image to project because of the world of giving and learning that we are that we are um, firmly embedded in. We have a tremendous we have tremendous tremendous advantages in our avodas Hashem. But you know where we have the biggest Yetzirah of all? Me. Where do I fit in? My recognition when it comes to kavod. Kavayr is a taiva, is a desire that doesn't go away so quickly. And it's something that a person, as they become more successful, as they become more well-known, as they become more comfortable in their position as the leader rather than the follower, or the Rebbe rather than the Talmud, they have to become aware of what's going on inside them. Because if they're not aware of what's going on inside them, they could end up in their position of leadership, end up leading their Talmudim down a path of just, an e- and their entire life can become one grand ego massage. It's something that, we, that, that anyone and any of you that will be in a, or that is in a position of leadership in whatever, whatever realm it is, family, business, learning, community, is something that we have to be aware of. One of the things that I like to think about is that when Moshe Rabbeinu is at his prime, when Moshe Rabbeinu is at the height of his existence, there's no Moshe. There's no what about me. And there's something there that's so exquisite, that's so delicious about that. We are so hungry for recognition sometimes. I'll give you an example, okay? Again, we don't know each other, but bear with me. I'll give you an example of how hungry for recognition we are, okay? This is a little bit uh, much, maybe it's a bit much for the morning, but but if we're going to talk about the topic, let's do this right, okay? Here's how hungry for recognition we are. A person attends a funeral. He's by a levaya, and the person that was nifter was someone who was close to him a friend, a family member, and somebody gets up to deliver a hespit. Not you. Somebody else gets up to deliver a hespit. And that person says, oh, we would like to thank all the people that took care of the departed. There was Ruvain and there was Shimon, and there was Levi. How many of us would be sitting by a funeral in front of an aron? Aware as we could ever be that life ends thinking, are they going to mention my name are they going to mention me? What about me? I, I, I was close. I think I was, I think I was a little close to him. <laughs> and we sit there by the leviathan thinking that that's how hungry we are for recognition. And it's normal to be hungry for recognition. It's normal because Hashem made each of us unique. And it's normal for us to want to express that which makes us unique and to feel recognized and to feel, to feel comfortable and to feel good and to feel accomplished with those unique strengths that Hashem gave us. It's normal. But it's important for us to know that the ultimate in serving Hashem is that I could take all of the strengths that Hashem gave me. I could take the talents that Hashem gave me and I could deliver them in the process in the role of serving Hashem completely authentically without there being a me there and that's a big that's a big madrega but it's something to think about so often when we're in a situation and we think to ourselves that that those those uh, those big three words that what about me what, about me? what about, excuse me what about me you know how many of us know people I don't like to talk about us but we know people that we're waiting by the bris for that keyboard we're waiting for that shout out we're waiting for that you know, you, know, you know, and for Rabeim, by the way, you, you, you go to a chasana, and they call, you know, the so-and-so is honored with the next bracha, with the next bracha. Wait, they're really running out of brachas so if they're going to get to me. One second, you know. You know and for, to be able to serve Hashem with a sense, it's not about me. It's just not about me. It's about what I came here for. It's about being a Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm here for my shlichos. I'm here for the purpose Hashem sent me. If I could go to a Shev Ebrachos of a friend, of a friend that I had such a big role in his life. I'm sure many of you are friends like that. That you played such a big role in his life. And you could watch him sitting contently with his new wife. And someone could get up and speak about it. And your name is not mentioned Greatness is being able to feel a certain sense of satisfaction. I did my job. The Atat tzavah, My name is not mentioned. That's even better. I served my role in Hashem's world. I, and that is the greatest honor. That is the greatest recognition. Think about this, and I'm going to end with this that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned in Pasha's Tetzavah. What a blow to his uh, recognition. And yet, how many hours and how much ink has been spilled, and how many words have been spoken, honoring the fact that Moshe's name was not mentioned in the parsha Tetzave, including us today. Yes, there's no greater honor. There's no greater accomplishment than being able to slip into this world, do our job get the job done, learn our seder, listen to our shir, do our mitzvah, take care of our family, be good to our friends, and accomplish what we came here for, and then to be able to slip out of the picture, knowing that the greatest honor is to have served HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you so, so much for the opportunity this morning. Thank you.